Welcome to another edition of Pierre's Podcast. We are so overjoyed to be able to come to you guys again. I don't want to use the excuse of COVID, even though we are all facing that challenge. But we are now back, and we are excited to be back with you guys as we kick off a new season of Pierre's Podcast, ramping up. A lot of good things have been happening in this crazy season. Super, super busy. Uh, If you didn't know... Well, I'll be the first to tell you, I am now officially the campus pastor of Christian Tabernacle Church Campus Number 2. So we are looking forward to servicing the North Oakland County, well, actually Northwest Oakland County area, uh, Farmington Hills, West Bloomfield, uh, just past Orchard Lake, Commerce Township. Man, if you're ever in the area, come hang out with us. We have not officially found the building yet. So continue to pray for us uh, as we will need your prayers and support as we uh, try to minister to those in this regional area. We look forward to serving you guys. We love you all with the love of Christ. Hey, listen, we're going to jump into today's podcast. Today's podcast, um, this was t- this podcast was actually uh, one of the last ones I did for our noonday Bible study for our senior group, um, man, right before COVID hit, actually. And we are focused on the Beatitudes uh, the Beatitudes is what the subject matter was for that entire month. I can't remember if we made it all the way through or not, but don't go away. We'll definitely get today's message. And so hold tight. We'll be right back after my man, COG. What's up? It's your boy, God Child, the movement with today's word. The moment you realize that there is an unstoppable force and an undeniable power that dwells inside of you will be the very moment you stop complaining. Know that greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Many people quote Bible verses and say that they believe in God. But what separates those who believe and those who receive are their actions. What are your actions saying about you? What is the underlining message in your conversation? Faith comes by hearing, but results come by action. Therefore, it is important for you to apply the word of God to your life in order to expect growth. What good is the seed if it is never planted in the ground? And how can it ever grow if it is never watered? The task is to confess God's word over your life and then act on it. Keep your mouth closed to complaining and your mind free from doubt. Those that do should expect and those that don't are only dreaming. This has been your boy Godchild the Movement with today's word. Amen. Well, we're going to pick up. We're going to pick up. We left off at. We uh, left off last week with uh, closing. We're talking about meekness. And then we're going to focus on two more Beatitudes uh, today, and then, of course, we'll continue on throughout the rest of the month. Um, and we're going to look at two, two Beatitudes that are important. Well, they're all important, but these two particular Beatitudes, I think, uh, set up a, a template of what Christ was trying to convey uh, to the audience at that time that was sitting there, right? And so it still translates even into today's 
language for us, especially being followers and believers. We need to take that information. We need to apply it to our heart um, like we did last week. But even in these two pieces, these are really two important Beatitudes that we as well need to take and apply to our heart. And they're a little harder I don't want to say to digest, um, particularly the second one, but it's a little bit more challenging because uh, when you've faced hurt and persecution um, from individuals, be it loved ones or individuals who maybe are not loved ones, that's hard to let go of. Amen. Y'all got real quiet when I said that. You know, I don't know. Some, some of y'all may be okay. Well, they, we definitely okay. They may be on the right subject today then, because, because obviously it's in here. It's in the word of God. God wants us to forgive and forget move on. Amen. So we're going to talk a little bit about that today. So don't y'all throw no apples and, and eggs at me or tomatoes. We really used to be back in the day. All right. I'm just following the word of God. Amen. I told you it was going to be hard this month. I was like, Lord, are you sure? I was going to work on this. I was like, oh, not this one. Oh, my goodness. All right. So let's jump into it. Let me ask you a question. What is your desire? What is your desire? Take a few seconds to write down what is your desire. All right. And be completely honest with yourself um, and just take a few seconds just to write that down. You know, one simple word, you know, whatever your desire is, write it down. If you got to write a little bit more than that, just kind of do a little short sentence um, because I don't want to dive too deep into that as much as I just want you to be honest with yourself. But nonetheless, what is your desire, okay? So the first one, the first one we're going to look at is those who hunger after righteousness. Those who hunger after righteousness. Matthew 5 and 6 says, God, and by the way, I'm reading this from the CEV, okay? Um, God blesses those people who want to obey him more than to eat or drink. Underline that. More than to eat or drink. They will be given what they want. All right. They will be given what they want. It's interesting when you look at that, you, it's a couple of different ways you can look at that. But when I was really digging into that and dissecting it and studying it, I was like, okay, that's, that's pretty deep right there when you, when, you, when you think about what it's saying. And this is the question I want to propose to you. What is your desire? What is your desire? Because what's happening here is, is Jesus is making it clear to them. He's saying, listen, God blesses or blessed are those people who want to obey him more than to eat or drink. Now, we all have a very common desire in this room and throughout this world, and it's called hunger, right? We all get hungry. We all need to be able to eat. If we don't eat, if we don't get nourishment in our body, then what happens to us? We die or we, you know, we, we get angry. And in this case, it's not so much I'm worried about us dying right now because pretty much everybody in this room pretty much got food, I'm sure, in your cabinets. You know, I know I do because mine shows up regularly right here. Um, it shows right here. I'm telling you, it shows right here. But, um, but, you know, we get grumpy, right? We get cranky. We get grumpy. I mean, you know, we just find ourselves in a, in a state of mind that probably is not godly, amen? It's probably going to be one of those situations like, oh, I'm just hungry, you know, and you find yourself being moody and, you know, uh, uh, bitey. I call it, I like to call it bitey. You know, I, my wife always says, oh, it's that Snickers commercial. You all seen that Snickers commercial, right? That's a perfect example of it, right? You got, they, get, they show the different ones, right? The guy acting crazy or the girl acting crazy. They have a whole different person and then they eat a Snickers and also they change back to normal, right? It's that same idea, right? And, and this is powerful. This is powerful because 
What Jesus is saying here is he's saying, listen, God blesses those people who want to obey him more than even eating and drinking. In other words, your desire for food, he knows you need that. But your real desire should be to thirst and hunger after him. All right. You should really be at a place in your life now where you should be just chasing after God. One of the things I love about you all, and I always enjoy Noonday Bible study, and I always tell you guys that, and I don't, I don't take it lightly. I don't joke about it. Even the podcast, because, you know, I do recordings that I post for radio and for the Internet. I always tell people, hey, you know, this is the Noonday Bible study class. I'm excited to be with them. I love these people. These are great people. Why? Because you all are thirsty. You all are hungry. That's why you're here. You're here because you're desiring to get closer to God and to get a better understanding, okay? One of the things I like about the study, whole different caliber, whole different group of young people, amen? Whole different group. But that's what they want. It's so many other things they could be doing on a Tuesday night. Most of them are professionals, you know, so they could use the excuse of, well, you know, my job, I got to stay after. No, them young people make it out every Tuesday evening faithfully, just like you all. I recognize you all. You all recognize me. We are family. We know each other, right? And when we see somebody new come in, we celebrate. Okay, cool. They want to come and get God's word. Amen. That's a blessing, right? But there are those, though, that don't desire. There are those that don't desire. And look at what's saying here. Look at what it's saying here. It's saying, it's saying on the second piece of this, they will be given what they want. Let me ask you something. What do you want? What are you desiring? What do you want? What are you desiring? Okay? Because for me, the place I'm at in my life right now, I'm 51 years old, and God has blessed me tremendously. Despite all the challenges I've faced in my life, the sickness, all the different things I've gone through, he has blessed me. And I have no complaints at all. But you know what I really desire more than anything now at this point in my life? Seriously? I, don't, I can't get enough of God. I'm being completely honest. I cannot get an, I am literally trying to figure out, man, how do I notch out more time to be with God, right? Because a lot of times people think I'm a minister, so they think, well, you stay in the word. Okay, you think so? <laughs> All right, I took my time. You are more than welcome to come be with me for a day. Okay, now understand, I've worked in ministry all my life, and I've always worked in larger and larger churches, such as this right here. When I tell you it's not me sitting around in the Bible studying all day, I wish it was. That would be fantastic. But I don't get to do that. I'm doing 20 other assignments. I'm doing 20 other assignments. Seriously, I'm doing 20 other assignments. And people, a lot of times, they don't understand wh exactly what I'm doing. Well, what do you do all day? <laughs> what do you do? Like, it's like, like, I'm not, like, I'm just sitting around doing nothing. You know, like, I'm just floating on the clouds, playing my little heart, you know, waiting for God to give my little wings. No, that's not what's happening here. I am literally coming in here to make sure that this church is running the way it needs to run. I'm assisting Pastor Sister Mormon. It's my job to make sure that you all are taken care of and that the investment that you're making into the kingdom of God is having the impact it needs to have, right? So, so what's the point? The point is, is that I've gotten to a point in my life now where even I don't have time to notch out as much as I would like to, right? Now I make time, but I don't get to make enough. Let me ask you the question again, what is your desire? What is your desire? Now, you know what you wrote down. I'm not trying to call you out. Don't even matter. 
You know what you wrote down? And again, this wasn't a trick question. It was something for you to really digest and seriously look at and ask yourself, man, yeah, what do I really desire? Because maybe you don't know. Maybe you do know. Maybe you're like, hey, I want to make a million dollars. Okay, great. That's awesome. Nothing wrong with that. But here's what we have to understand. There's a twofold piece to the statement that Jesus is making. I'm going to read it again. God blesses those people who want to obey him more than to eat or drink. In other words, more than the fleshly desires, more than the, the lustfully desires that our flesh wants, right? Yeah, so let me ask you a question, and you meditate on this for a moment. What do you really desire? What are you really looking for? Because at the end of the day, whatever you're desiring is what you're gonna be passionate about, it's what you're gonna go after with all your energy. Here's a little nugget for you. Accept the invitation to participate in God's provision and covenant. You do that, and man, you will have a clear objective and understanding that he is all what really matters. Not that you shouldn't have things, not that you can't have nice things. He desires for us all to have nice things, but at the end of the day, we wanna make him the focal point. Well, we're gonna go back to the second half of this message. So don't go anywhere, hold tight. So what's the point? The point is, is that at the end of the day, the flesh wants what the flesh wants. We desire what we desire, right? And so this is what Jesus is saying here. Jesus is saying, listen, God knows you need those things. God knows you need those things. That's the second half of this. That's the second half of this. After the period, he says, they will be given, what does it say? What they want. See, God knows what you want. He knows what you want. He knows what your desires are. I tell young people all the time, when they're not sure, oh, you know, minister, I think I want to go into being a doctor. I'm like, okay, that's, that's awesome, fantastic. And they, but, you know, oh, hold on, don't say but. You started off good. Where, wh wh why are you shifting gears? Well, you know, because I don't want, no, stop. Listen, you didn't put that in yourself. You didn't put that in yourself. God put that in you. The Bible says that God knows the desires of your what? Okay, so let me tell you something. Whenever you put on that piece of paper, if that's what you desire, there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. But let's go back up to the top again, and let's read it one more time. God blesses those people who want to obey him more than to eat or drink. So see, start there first. Start there first. Start with that piece first, right? Chase after God. Chase after God, right? Look at your neighbor and say, chase after God. Chase after God. Get hungry for him. I'm serious. Get hungry. Get thirsty. Desire him. Want him. I'm telling you, I'm wrestling right now with this thing. Seriously. I am wrestling right now. I've been telling God. I was telling God last night. Like, I'm in bed. Like, God, okay, look, I'm exhausted. I'm tired. But can we just talk while I'm sleeping? Figure out something, Lord. We got to figure something out. You know what I'm saying? Because why? I want him. I want more of him. I cannot get enough of him. Does that make sense what I'm saying? What is your desire? What is your desire? What are you desiring? Chase after him. Want him. And all these other things he's going to give you. He's going he's gonna to add it to your life. He's going to add it. They will be given what they want. The second part to this is really simple. 
If you're chasing after God and if you're desiring God, he's going to give you what you want. He's going to give you him. Right? I want to ask this room a question. Most of you guys are married. Some of you may be single, but, but I'm going to ask. Well, I'm going to start with you all. Ready, brother? I'm going to start with you. You wanted her, didn't you? Yes, I did. He wanted her. <laughs> and he knew he wanted her. So what did you do? I got her, too. And you got her. You hear that? And he got her. So what did you do to get her? Be the per best person that I could be. He was the best person he could be. Did you chase after? Yes, I did. Sir, did you chase after? Oh, yeah. Did you chase after? Brother? See my point? I know, Ken? You chase after? She, what you say? She chased after you. What you say? <laughs> I mess with you, Ma. I got you, Ma. I got you. But no, listen. We laugh and we joke. It's fun because laughter's fun. But, but listen, what's the point? The point is every single one of these gentlemen in here, including myself, I chased after what I wanted. Chase after what you want. You really want God? You really want a deeper relationship with him? You really want to get close to him? You really want to become full of righteousness? You really want to become all these things that they're talking about in the Beatitudes? Chase after God. Because when you chase after God, then he will give you what you want. Okay? I love, I love what, um, what, what, what the commentator says here. He says, when you think about the first part of this verse, God blesses those people who want to obey him more than to eat or drink. You see the importance of this desire. We have all seen what hunger can do to a person, okay? And this is what Jesus is saying here. The person who is hungry for God is blessed. The person who is hungry for God is blessed. Write down in your paper somewhere, if you're hungry for God, you are blessed. Write it anywhere you want to write it. And in your notes, just put it anywhere you want to put it. But you are blessed when you're hungry and you're chasing after God, okay? And then he goes on to say, you will be satisfied. You will be filled up and hungry for nothing else. No material things, no money, nothing that can't truly satisfy you. All right? Nothing that can't truly satisfy you. Isaiah 55, 1 and 2 says, if, is anyone thirsty? It's a question. Is anyone thirsty, okay? Come and what? Drink. Drink, even if you have no what? Money. Even if you ain't got no money. That's the beautiful thing about God. See, that's the beautiful. See, God put this in me. I'm losing my mind up here. Y'all don't understand. I'm literally inside. It's just exploding because I want him so bad. I want him so bad. Right? And that's the beauty of God because God puts that in us. See, the Bible again says he will give us the desires of our and that's my heart right now. I want him. And so I'm just like, and so God's like, I love it, right? It's like when he gave you those roses, right? Like he gave you that ring, right? It's like when we do these things. Y'all love that stuff, right? My wife love that. You know, my wife's car is down right now. And so I was like, look, I'll take you to work until they fix it. But something strange happened. I started enjoying taking her to work. Like I started liking it a lot. Like a lot, lot, a lot, like... Whoa, okay, what's going on here? This ain't me, you know, I, this is not me. I'm usually, I got to run, okay, got to get to church, got to do this, got to, uh, 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 I'm a thousand miles an hour, right? And all of a sudden, I was like, I like this. And, you know, she was like, smiling at me one day, like, you know, you ain't said that about my car. I was like, it'll be okay, it'll be right there. And so she called me out on it, like, you don't like 
taking me to work, don't you? I said, you know what? And I had to be honest with you. I said, you know what? I do. I said, I don't know what is happening with me. Maybe it's just my age. Maybe y'all can tell me what's going on, gentlemen. But I mean, whatever it is, I found myself really, really enjoying taking her to work, right? Now, granted, she don't have a car, so that means I gotta pick my daughter from school, that means I gotta take her to the grocery store, that means I gotta take her to the mall, that means I gotta, you know, all these other things I gotta do. There's, there's a trade-off in some of that, amen? There's a trade-off in some of that, and some of the trade-off is, some of that stuff I don't feel like doing. I ain't gonna lie, I like spending time with my wife, but taking my wife to the grocery store? Oh, Jimmy, you all know what I'm talking about. I go to the mall, I just lay out on the floor like a two-year-old, oh, ready to get out of here, right? Why, because, because, because. At the end of the day, we have certain desires, but certain desires we don't have, right? And there's nothing wrong with that, okay? We just have to be mature enough to be able to grow in the understanding that, hey, God's going to bless me with this, but at the same token, I have to be prepared for this piece as well, too, that comes along with it, and that's where maturity comes into play at, right? And so what's the point? The point is, is that when you desire something, when you desire to be with someone, you chase after them, okay? So... He says it. He says, come and drink, even if you have no money. Come take your choice of wine or milk. It's all free. Listen, when you're going after God, when you're chasing after God, write this down. When you're chasing after God, you ain't got to pay for that. There's nothing to pay for. All this is free. All this is free. All this is free. When you chase after God, all of this is free. Okay. Those who hunger after righteousness, that's a beautiful thing. God loves that, all right? And then I love what he says in verse 2. Why spend your money on food that does not give you strength? Why pay for food that does you no good? Pastor talked about it on Sunday. Y'all, you know, cut that pork out y'all diet. Let me try pork. <laughs> I have a confession to make. Then me went to lunch the next day, Monday. And then, and I sat right there and ordered some bacon right in front of him. <laughs> I tried to be all like, you know, you know, I'm like, yeah, so, but what's the point? We laugh, right? Because laughter's good. But the point is, is that he's saying, you know, the author is saying here, listen, man, this stuff does you no good, right? This stuff does you no good. Yes, we know we need it. It's nutrients. We need those things in our body. But on the flip side, what you're really desiring, what you're really hungry for is God. That's what you're really hungry for. He says, listen to me and you will eat what is good. You will enjoy the finest foods. In other words, if we follow God, if we chase after God, if we listen to God, if we desire God, if we're hungry for God, and if we do all these things, we will enjoy the fullness of God. Okay. So first point, first point, accept the invitation to participate in God's provisions and covenant. Accept the invitation to participate in God's provision and covenant. Now, hold my hand right here, invitation. All right? Hold my hand right here, invitation. And what do we know about invitations? What do we know about them? Y'all tell me. Huh? You're being invited. You're being invited. But when I get this invitation, what do I have to do with it? Huh? I got to open it. I got to open it. And then, even after I open it, I have to do what? I got to read it, right? So just because I got an invitation, if I don't open it and read it, I don't know what it say. 
it might be an invitation, you know what I'm saying, to, you know, to some calamity in my life, you feel me? Or it could be an invitation to something wonderful. Or it could be an invitation that maybe I'm not interested in. But nonetheless, the person that sends you the invitation typically puts what on it? That's right. And they also typically put what on it? What they, what's on there, Ma? Who it's from. Huh? Yeah, who it's from. You know who it's from, typically. It's why I just send you an invitation and ain't got no information on what you do with it, honestly. What you do with it? Well, you throw it away, right? I just, I'm telling you, I get them things. I'll be like, what is this? I don't even waste my time opening because I usually think it's like a telemarketer or some person who's just trying to get some money out of my pocket. You know what I'm saying? And I'm like, I ain't going to waste my time opening this thing. But if I see an invitation come in the mail, it usually has a person's name on it. You know, in this case, it's from God. And then it usually has some information about what I'm being invited to. I have to read the information. I have to take the time to read the information. Right? Dear Pierre, dear Mama Beverly, you know, you are invited to be in my presence. It will be a fun-filled time full of joy and love. Don't be late. Love your heavenly father, God. X-O-X-O-X-O. <laughs> right? But you have to do what? Even after you read it, you still have to do something else, don't you? Uh, you got to accept the invitation. See, just because I read it, don't mean a hill of beans. I got to accept the fact, okay, oh, shoot, God just invited me to a party. I'm going to get down, woohoo, right? I got to accept it. If I don't accept it, then that just means I'm choosing to not go to the celebration, right? But if I do accept it, then I get to go enjoy myself. And this is what's happening here, okay? This is what's happening here. This is what's happening here. Accept the invitation to participate in God's provisions and covenant. He's giving it to you. He's offering it to you. What are you going to do with it? Are you going to accept it and go and follow it? Or are you not going to accept it and do your own thing? Because that's what a lot of people do all day, every day. All right? But understand, even with the invitation, there's a condition. All right? There's a condition. At the end of the day, you have to make a choice, and the choice it, the choice is yours to accept your outcome pertaining to those choices you make. Matthew 6.33 says, Seek the kingdom of God above all else and live what? Uh-huh. And he will give you what? He will give you everything you need. Everything you need. Listen, God wants to give you everything you need. He wants to give you everything you desire. He wants to bless you. You want good health. God wants to give it to you. But you got to make the right choices in doing it, right? That is correct. You do have to make the right choices in doing it because when we don't make the right choices, we make the wrong choices and put our focus on the things of this world, then these things too shall perish and fade away. Listen, the only thing that's guaranteed, man, is eternal life with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And I'd like to offer an invitation to anyone out there that may be hearing this podcast that do not know our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. My friend, all you have to do is just believe and accept and receive. It is that simple. Believe, accept, and receive the gift of salvation. 
May I invite you today to just take a moment to say to the Lord that you know that you are a sinner and that you need him to come into your life. Man, make him a part of your life. I promise you it will be the best thing you've ever done for yourself. Well, with that being said, we are wrapping up today. We'll pick up next month, man, with a part two of this same message. Um, it's an awesome message, as you can tell. Not patting myself on the back. We're being led by the Holy Spirit when we preach and teach the things in the Word of God. So please join us next month, man, as we continue this series, man, of the Beatitudes. God bless. We love you guys. Look forward to seeing you guys next month. And we are out. Peace. Hey, what up, guys? This is Pastor P. I want to invite you to join us every single Sunday at 2 p.m. where you will hear an encouraging and a challenging and a correcting word that will help take you to a new place in your walk with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Join us every Sunday at 2 p.m. You can get more information at ctabchurch.org. That's ctabchurch.org. Peace. All bumper music is produced by Mr. D.L. Jones. Here's podcast. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.